because it's nothing good there. Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Dropping the X, an unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. I am your host, Dame Dr. Foxy Brown, Esquire. And I'm joined by my co-host, Ed the Crimson. Hey, what's happening? Like, you and Diego are really, truly playing musical chairs at this point. Yeah, I know. I'm sure people think we're the same person by now. <laughs> Just throw in your voice. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to be talking about episode 136, um, Homecoming and True Nature. And this week, there's, um, like we mentioned in last week's episode, there's no manga chapter. So, you guys are going to have all of us for like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. And... Guys, it's over. It's <laughs> happening again. It's hiatus forever. But no, this time it, it was actually like there was a date put with the hiatus that it, mm-hmm. it's only going to be missing um, at this point. It's last week. Yes. Um, so this I week, can only hope there are Yakuza members like ready with metal pipes to break his legs if he <laughs> breaks his date. And also of note was that um, technically in the same week that the chapter was supposed to drop, um, episode one of Sailor Moon Crystal came out. So maybe that's why he took an hiatus. Yes. It's like, let me let me sit down and watch my wife show. I don't have yes. time for anything. <laughs> I just watch it for a week. Turn off all of my phones. <laughs> yes. And my beeper. No. And my fax machine. No messages from anyone. I need to absorb this show and dissect it. Yes. I must watch this show while also playing uh, <laughs> I Dragon Quest on yeah. the other TV. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the idea that he can't do anything without simultaneously playing Dragon Quest. It's yeah. like, just imagine that he has a tiny screen everywhere he goes. He's one of those dudes that has the, the controller attached to the screen, just like playing in meetings yes. on the toilet mm-hmm. at his children's PTA meetings. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I imagine he just has like a big burly gentleman, <laughs> just like, like kind of like a, bringing up like a freaking like a setup with him everywhere <laughs> <laughs> this is just a big burly gentleman holding a monitor and like a playstation or whatever whichever monster i'm sorry uh dragon quest he's playing i keep wanting to say monster hunter for some reason i don't know why i feel like we can make up a different game every week and it's probably true yeah at, that's at, at this point he probably hires someone to impersonate him at his children's um, PTA meetings just so he doesn't have to leave the house just yes. like I can't do it mm-hmm. call Ryu let him go and dude shows up and his parents this kid sees the guy walk in and he's just like I know this isn't my father and the teacher's like hey Togashi-san so nice to see you and the kid's just like you just Okay, you're just gonna pretend you don't know this. Okay, whatever. You, you're gonna act like okay, fine. <laughs> he probably paid you too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like I don't care if he doesn't really find out what my grades are. <laughs> yes. What I want to do with my life. <laughs> I want to sing, Dad. He's like okay, whatever. We're rich. You can do whatever you want, son. You don't need to go to college. You know learn how to manage this money to make sure the future generations of our family remain rich. We also get this money. (laughs) (laughs) Say, no, let's blow all of it on your singing career. That's fine with me. I'll be dead anyway. Yep. So, Homecoming and True Name is actually... It's not as weepy sad 
as last week's episode, but I feel like there's still a little bit of a little bit. It's like more like a like a after school special. Yeah, it's, it's some residual sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of the happy tears, I think, um, in there. There's questionable methods of raising children in this episode. Like I don't know who decided that was. Well, I actually do know who decided it was okay. <laughs> they shouldn't be raising children. They clearly like. One clearly has done a horrible job raising his child, and the other one just, I don't think, has children. But um, before we jump into that, and you weren't here last week for episode 135's discussion. Um, I said being as it was such an important episode, basically being the closing of this arc, oh, on 136 is more of the, the lead-in to the election arc that's coming up shortly. Um, so what did you think just in terms of um, 135 and how it ties up the Chimera Antark. Okay, so I love that right away in 135, there's no opening. Like, you have, like, bam, Hunter, Hunter. Okay. We're rolling in. We're rolling in. Um, but its tone is just so much different mm-hmm. than, like, everything else we've seen so far. Like, we, we've had, like, maybe, like, hints of something like this might happen. Yeah. But, ev- like, everything but this actually happening. And I think if you see the king at the beginning of the arc, or, like, someone who's not uh, actually watching the series, like, maybe walking in on someone that is walk- watching it, they, like, see the king and they would not expect him to turn into what he has become. Or what he did become at the end. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So, I just think, like, this is, like, so above and beyond the bounds of uh, shonen, like, manga, what you would expect. And it was all of the, the happy sadness. And I did not cry this time, even though I did when I read the manga. <laughs> I mostly blame uh, Kase Funomita. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that show could drain you of all of your emotions. So. Yeah, I kind of watched that like probably the day before, so there for episode one of that. So that was that kind of like broke all all my emotions out of my body forcefully. But I was still feeling pretty sadness um, when I did watch it this time, and. I have to say, this is kind of like the final thing we. I feel people as like a as a hunter hunter fan from the manga mm-hmm. wanted a Madhouse to nail correctly. Yeah, because there there isn't much an election arc people feel like could mm-hmm. be gotten wrong. It's just like whatever, a lot of it's straightforward. Um, yeah. Some battles and whatnot, but this was definitely, I think, the emotional low point high point yes. of the series and just tonally if you got that wrong it could throw off it actually if they got that wrong tonally it's just like what was the point of redoing the whole series like you could have just left us with what we had going up yes. to great island and we would have been fine mm-hmm. you'd be like hey just watch this this grim dark show from the early 2000s at 1999 for whatever reason yes. and like don't mind it's animated kind of badly you know the colors are off don't worry about any of that just enjoy 
Enjoy that. Enjoy this romp. And then read the manga. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like they they nailed it. Like the they nailed the you know the the chapter black, if you will. Yep. Chapter of darkness. Uh, kind of like even better than I thought. Like I was just guessing, like it was just gonna be straight up black, like the mm-hmm. like the like chapter the was chapter yeah. pages. But this actually did it uh, for the lack of a better word, more realistically. Okay. Like, showing, like, a lack of uh, lighting rather than just darkness. Mm-hmm. If that's... Unless that's the same thing, then I don't know. I'm an idiot. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you could see, like, kind of, like, almost shots of light uh, illuminating from the King's End that he's kind of scattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you, co- you could see just enough kind of just, like, the important areas, like, where you need to see, like, Kamugi grabbing the king's hand or caressing his face. Like, yeah, it was just so beautiful. Uh, yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, Diego actually disagreed with you with the, the last scene. Okay. He felt like the manga did it better because of the, the blackness or whatever with just mm-hmm. the dialogue. So I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it in that medium that that works, but mm-hmm. you can't really do that on TV. No. It's so, not going to feel the same, yeah. We're going to follow on the way to 135 and just take an awkward transition into the next episode. Um, Homecoming and True Name, the beginning part of the episode focuses on the few chimera ants that are left alive bravuda who i completely forgot he hadn't murdered because when I, yeah and, i was like oh right he's not dead in one of the previous episodes when they loaded him on the back of the truck i was like why are we even doing this why are we loading this dead guy why are you tucking his corpse around yeah um, i was like you didn't you didn't bring around the rest of the dead chimera ants what are you doing with this guy uh it, it of course turned out that octopus dude had not shot him uh he was trying to psych himself up to do it, but he was unable to, so... Yeah, so he's, he is a coward, as yeah. you said. And so, Welfin is dropping him off somewhere in NGL, and they're talking about their future plans, and Bravuda's just like, you know, I'm not like you, I don't care about this gyro fellow, or what he may or may not be doing. Like, to me, NGL feels like it's my home, so I was probably from here. And you see the the little girl ant um, with the insect face, who I tried very hard to not say was Reyna before this episode, and I think I may have called her that at least once. I feel like, yeah. I I was probably guilty of that as well. She's just kind of standing there, staring. And they sort of realize that she's probably also from NGO, but she's not able to say anything. And the way the wording threw me off because I ended up assuming that she was one of the the ants that could only communicate telepathically. Yes, that's what I ended up interpreting as as well. But I guess he just meant that I guess because of whatever trauma she's not able to talk and she doesn't speak for the first time until later in the episode when she sees her mother. And Hina is just being Hina. Just like... Just like, come on! It's like... I don't care about the last thing. We're we're just moving on. Like we're just living. All the yes. dead people are dead, and the the people that are alive have to go and do their thing. 
I don't even know what those dead people's names are. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who's Hagia? <laughs> Why are we talking about him? And Bizaf is just like, Meteor City, I don't see you guys are optimistic about going there. And Welf is just like, you know, you don't die until you're dead. So you gotta live. And he's mm. all, well, I guess so. I am a criminal. And people yeah. are looking for me. So <laughs> Meteor City is probably the best place to start over. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I died twice, alright? Like, whatever, you know? Like, I felt my entire life drain out of my bones twice. Yes. Um, so BZF agrees, and they drive off into the distance towards Meteor City. And then we get political stuff. Yep. It turns out... And there, there were like rows and rows, endless rows of flowers um, left behind for all of the dead, um, and it turns out that they restructured the incident into, um, like we mentioned last week, into a political coup. So, mm-hmm. what happened was the world governments used this coup as a means to send in international peacekeeping forces, and those forces basically demolished. Um, the countries of NGL and East Quarto yes. and sort of divvied up the authority among the other, I think, I can't remember if the number is three or five, but the other remaining uh, countries on Mitten Island. Yes. And so you had a bunch of people who, you know, would have basically ended up homeless and whatnot from all of the destruction. Yeah. They migrated into these other countries, but you still have some of the people of NGO continuing to live in their little peaceful, simple manner. So, Bravuda and Reyna approach this village, and Reyna's like hiding behind him or whatever. So he, and he's like, seriously, this is how we're going to do this? And he walks out, and people who are farming immediately start running because, you know, they had ants shoot at them. And attempt to kill them. And also, this them. guy is a giant lobster man. Yes, he is a giant lobster man. They don't know this, but he has guns in his claws. Yeah. So, good good move, fleeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, he shouts at them, like, "Could is anyone here that's capable of peaceful discussion? Come on, I need to talk to you about some stuff. I don't actually intend to murder you or whatever. <laughs> I swear. So the same woman who saw him first comes out with, like, a rake. And they apparently have some sort of conversation that we don't hear because for no reason we cut inside of Raina's home to her mother who has been cooking dinner every night but clearly not eating. Yeah, clearly. Like, she's been kind of leaving it on their, I guess, uh, what do you call those? Because, like, I'm thinking altar, but that's not right. I don't think the food is on the altar, but she does. she's, like, laying on the altar. Okay, because um, like I, I could have sworn I saw like a, there's, like there's a plate like, of food in front of the picture. Yeah, I think there's, there's like one plate, but she has like a whole piece of meat that's oh, on the okay. table. She's like she cooked the whole meal, and then I guess the mm-hmm. plate is the sacrifice. Yeah. Um, but there were like two dolls that look like Virgin Mary doll things for yeah, them, man. and there's candles lit, and there's the picture mm-hmm. of the kids, and she's like having flashbacks of. Um, them having dinner together, and then she somehow sees the flashback where um, Kurt gets killed. Yeah, somehow. Which, which is weird. Like, it's a weird dream she's having or something? Yeah, because no. I didn't think she was there, but she wakes up, and you can see, like, her hollowed-out cheeks, and the door opens, and there's Reyna, and she's crying, which was odd, because I didn't think the ants could cry. Uh, yeah, I didn't know the 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 more ant like ants 
could cry. Yeah, especially considering they don't have like animal or human like eyes. I thought that you know, but like she's crying and they get all like staticky or yeah. swirly and whatnot. And the mother is just like Reyna, and she like <laughs> she like tackles her. Yeah, <laughs> which is the best part. She tackles. So I guess her she outside. has to make sure she's real, right? Like it's not another yeah. <laughs> vision. Yeah. So like both of them are crying, and then her mother, like she's apologizing for being dead, and her mother's apologizing for not being there when they got attacked. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about how Kurt tried to protect her, and he told um, her he's gonna hold off the monster and she should run, but she couldn't run, and she's very sorry for not having ran because maybe the. She would have never left her mother, even though Kurt still was gonna die. Yeah, yeah, he was—he was definitely gonna die. Yeah. But uh, she forgives her for all of that, and then like the whole community is watching. And they're like, they're "Okay, like, welcome back, Rada. <laughs> even, even though we were threatening to kill you and running away before that, it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, we're glad you're back and everything's okay. Because, like, I think the, I guess the mother had been an important-ish part of the community, and like." She completely withdrew into herself, like once her yeah. kids disappeared. And so you cut to morale. Um, sorry, Bravuda is leaving as this whole scene is going on. And one of the elders of the community is like, Hey, where are you going? Why don't you just stay and live with us? He's like, I'm a lobster man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Y'all didn't even know me <laughs> before I was Lobster Man. This isn't going to work. And she's like, no, just come on, come on, have some dinner with us. I'm like, do they even eat? I guess they could eat animals. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah. I but mean, just... I don't know how long. Like, I guess just since at least Reyna, like, at least since Reyna wasn't straight up eating people like yeah. a lot of the other ants were, I don't think she'll have, like, that same animalistic, insatiable appetite. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Bravuda. I don't know. We haven't exactly seen what he was up to. So, I mean, I guess he can have himself under control. Yeah. But she was inviting him to stay, and he's like, nah, like, I'm a loner. I gotta go walk off in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> Not having known anything about this area, and he walks yeah. out to, like, a cliff. A cliff. <laughs> Just like looking down, like wow, I made a lot of bad decisions in life, especially the last one. And then Reyna comes out, and she's all, "Come stay with us, whatever." And thanks for helping me and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so that is like the emotional close to the Chimera Ant arc. And then we make that switch, yeah. um, the hard right sort of switch um, into morale on the phone at the hospital with Colt. Yeah, speak of the devil. Because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't remember his past at all, other than the name Reyna. So I don't even know yeah. if he's ever going to go back home. Who knows? But he's attempting to raise who he was calling Reyna. And you see the little kid in the background. And, like, um, Morale explains to him that, like, they've worked around what happened. It's all turned into a political mess. There's no such thing as Chimera Ants. And that you guys are now um, the magical beasts. Your new breed of magical beasts. It's fine. Everybody will understand, I guess, if they see you. Yes. As long as you're a good guy. Yes. And I guess someone will be around to interview you and classify you properly. He's like, okay, cool. I wasn't concerned with any of that. But here's what's really bothering me. And he's like, okay. The little girl, Reyna, that's with me is insisting that her name's not Reyna. And like... She's in the background playing with a sword and, like, screaming. And this has to be, like, a 
toy sword of some sort. I hope so. Because she like hits the hell out of a toy and it like Doesn't fully work. intact. It just bounces off his head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like she screams that her name is Kite and Morala's like Morala didn't even tell him, Okay, goodbye. All right. Thanks for this conversation. He just like turns and runs. <laughs> like he just drops his um the IV that he's hooked up. Yeah, into. it just ri- it rips it out of his arm. Basically, it's like runs off. He's like, "God, oh, kill away! I tell you something," and it, it doesn't get touched for the rest of this episode. Yes, because um, we see Meloron. Yeah, with shoot, shoot. and you see um, Knuckle. Knuckle and other dude, Nov. Uh, Nov, Nov, who's They're- now super extra extra bald. Yep, and he has white eyebrows, and he's wearing a yeah. hat. Because reasons. Yeah, he looks like he is a patient of some sort. Yeah. And the doctor comes out. He's like, well, there's nothing we could do for him. We tried. Yep. Um, for right now, he's on life support. And Nava's like, okay, you guys did your best. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to call. Can't, we can't even send him to a specialist because that's how dying he is. It's like, okay, I'm going to call people who know what they're doing. And yes. we'll bring them here. Mm-hmm. And he sort of walks off, and we cut to Killua, who's sitting outside Gon's um, hospital room with the whole yeah. observation window because he's rich or whatever. Yes. And he's talking about how Gon selfishly decided to fight Kite um, without him. And he's talking about what he really wanted to do was figure out a plan so the two of them could take out Pito together, but Gon wasn't having none of that. And he's like, mm-hmm. you, you've you acted the way you've always acted, where you rush in and do whatever you feel like, and you expect me to be able to clean up after you. And he's like, yes. okay, fine, I will, I'll do that, but this time I won't just let you slide. Like You have to apologize to me when yes. this is finished. It's like, you Definitely. hear that? You Hold have to accountable. apologize to me. About time, really, because mm-hmm. you're letting this kid just like drag you Do around by the wants, nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's made up his mind what he's gonna do. It's like I'm gonna save you, and then Nov walks in, and Nov's like, "Hey, so I'm gonna go and um, set up portals so I could get real equipment and real doctors in here." It's like you want to come with me, and Killua is like, "No, I got this." I'm a With the gone. deadest eyes possible. <laughs> He's using murder eyes to say this. Yes. Nov's just like, um, okay. I don't so, know what I did, but you know what? Hey, you know, you gotta hate, you gotta be there for your friend. I'm not gonna rip you away from anything because I don't want to die anymore. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna step this way. So Killua tells him basically, like, bring your doctors. You, he's gonna need them to stay alive until I get back. So we know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been reading, obviously, we're going to try and not yes. let that particular cat out of the Killua bag. Killua is going to do a thing. Yep. To save God. You'll see it. Mm-hmm. And so away from that, we get the last piece of the episode, which is really what I was waiting on. Yes. I was irritated that we only got like a minute and a half of this. But mm-hmm. a video opens up with, hey, it's me, Ntero, the chairman. Hey, I resign. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to have an election for the new chairman. And I'm going to mandate that every hunter has to show up to vote. And I'll set a rule that the vote is ineligible if less than 95% of the hunters participate. So like that video turns off. And it's clear that they're, now we have to set up an election for the next head of the hunter organization. Then the narrator kicks in along with the little 
chords that lead into the end theme. Mm-hmm. And you see the Zodiacs have assembled on the bottom step. I don't know what they're all posing on the bottom step. I don't know. They think it's JoJo's or something. And then you see another guy walk in looking all bummy. And then the camera turns around to his face and it's Jin. It's some Yusuke Yurameshi looking motherfucker. Yep. So now we finally get to, you're finally going to get to see his personality. <laughs> yes. And he's probably simultaneously, not even simultaneously, he's definitely the worst anime father of all time. Yep. So we're going to get to see extended Jin freaks um, and also get introduced to... Um, the Zodiacs, who mm-hmm. are basically the governing board of the Hunter organization. Yeah. And with that, we actually get to see the first time they did something horribly wrong. What did they do? Um, and honestly, I'm really sad. This is like the first time I've seen Madhouse just do something so horrible that they did not transfer properly. Uh, Periston's suit just looks like a suit. Yeah, it's a regular suit, but like when he the first shot of him in the preview, he sparkles. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was all, yay, sparkle. But I think they're only gonna, I guess they're only gonna have him sparkle when he's talking. Uh-huh. Or when he's intentionally doing the, the sparkle face, the anime mm-hmm. sparkle face. Um, otherwise, I think he's just gonna be normal. Because, like, they should have rotoscoped his suit. Like, it should have been, like, uh, Gankutsu or the Count of Monte Cristo. Like, uh, that's what his clothes need to be. Would have been fun. I mean, I think he does have, like, he has, like, a regular suit. Mm-hmm. He's definitely where it's at in the manga now. He's just wearing a normal suit. Yes, but yes. One of those suits somewhere in the middle there is like made um, out of the stars and yeah, the sky. It's the galaxy on <laughs> <Yes>. the suit. <laughs> so hopefully we do actually get to see that one. Yes. There's also a shot of Hisoka um in the preview. In his new outfit. Yep. Kind of. Yeah. So we got a lot to look forward to. You have the, the assembly of every hunter, mostly every. Some of them are just like, no, I I'm not about that life. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm busy with other things. <laughs> I don't care who runs the hunter organization. Yes. Um, and a lot more. So there's the return of a lot of people um, that you remember and possibly like. And it also, which I, I never thought about until now, but... Basically, with the exception of Jin, nobody that you know uh, that was affiliated with the Hunter organization is in any sort of position of authority at all. Nope. All the people that you thought were in charge, those people from the Hunter exam, like, I guess they're sort of in charge of that thing. But... Yeah, they were in charge of that exam that year. Yep. <laughs> it's like a rotational thing, I guess, and someone yes. else is in charge of it in the future. But... Um, cause yeah, the, the examiners are supposed to rotate, but for whatever reason they didn't. Um, so you have these, I think there were 10 of them on the step. There's 12 in total. Cause one, I guess would have already been inside. Um, yes. we've already called by name, Parastone. Parastone Hill. I still hate him for that so much. Cause he didn't do it with anybody else. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. let me just make the, the name of anagram for Paris Hilton. Why not? This is who I think of when I write this character. Like you're a terrible human being, sir. Yes. God damn it, Tagashi. So without going into spoilers, what are you looking forward to most from this arc? Other than it being animated, which we're all grateful is happening. Oh man, I wanna say it's the return of Hisoka. Like it's kind of trite and obvious, but 
yeah, I'm happy for more Hasoka shenanigans. And I guess that's kind of spoilers, but yeah, I mean, it it I guess not really cuz whenever he shows up there's shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. But he's been missing for like 50 episodes. I like that he never really clarifies what he was doing. Just like not at all. Just like, "Oh man, I could have been here for all this stuff, but I thought it was going to be dumb." Oh, well. Damn it. I, I got to make up for lost time. I find something new to do. Yes. But um, my favorite thing, I think, really was A, getting to know all of the Zodiacs. I think they're all really yes, interesting characters. Yeah. Um, and seeing their power dynamic, because I think with the exception of the vice chairman, they're all supposed to be on equal footing. Yes. So it's it's fun seeing them bicker back and forth, knowing that none of their opinions has any more weight than the other one. Yes. And I think that's why he made it an election rather than just saying, okay, you guys, pick somebody, because he knows they'd never agree. Never to anything. And I also um, really appreciated, even though a lot of them are just extended cameos, um, Hanzo, for example, comes back. Um, what is her name? Ball Lady. Bald lady? Mel- Melody. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, jeez. Right, okay. She makes an appearance. Um, there's the... Because, you know, shoot wasn't, you know, actually dead or anything, so that's not a spoiler. Um, yeah. uh, Biske comes back. Yep, everyone. She's yeah. all creeping on handsome dudes. Yep. As, as usual. She, as she does. Yes. So... I think there's going to be a, a lot in there in this arc for people to enjoy, but it's not, I can't even say not the typical Hunter Hunter because nothing is the typical Hunter Hunter. Nothing is the typical, but uh, if I guess you could say it's going to continue down the path yep. of not non-typical shonen and series. We, I think we did allude to the fact that they're, this the election arc is basically two arcs going on simultaneously. Yes, kind of like an A A plot and a B plot. Yeah, there's what Killer was doing, and all of the ramifications from that, and then there's the election, and everybody being locked in that room. Yes. Until they get the the ninety five percent vote yeah. that they need for the chairman. Mm-hmm. So, um, any last thoughts before I move on to this email? Uh, yes. There's something in the episode okay. which actually made me uh, laugh really hard. Uh, my uh, shout-outs to my roommate, uh, the Seraph. He pointed this out to me. That uh, Morale... <laughs> not Morale. Uh, Nov says we need to, like, save... We need to save God because he's a hero. Yeah. And I just started dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if y'all only knew... That gone ain't shit. Yep. <laughs> he didn't save a motherfucker. The dude just no. like... <laughs> he's all like, don't worry, I'll pay every expense. I think if he said that I'll even rebuild this hospital if I had to, and the doctor was like, you finna do what? No. No, you're not. I'm walking away from this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this conversation is just... Like, what are you talking about? There are people here that... You can't just rebuild this hospital. Uh, life support and such. Like, you can't can't renovate it with us here but they did actually like just like they dropped like a sheet on the roof just (laughs) it's like we're gonna make the top floor into his room yes but it would have been pretty funny if they just came with a um 
a wrecking ball and just like, <laughs> smash the top half of the hospital. Through, you see like hospital beds falling out the side. It's like, don't worry about it. We're hunters. We're professionals. We got this. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're like, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, we thought we you didn't were... see those hunters' licenses. We, we... thought you were just terrorists. <laughs> thought you were horrible assholes, but it's okay. Yeah. You're hunters. You got it. Yeah. Um. So, oh, Boywick. Um. But yeah, I guess that's. Do you have any more thoughts on the episode? No, I think I think I pretty much got everything out. Um. So the email address is hxhpodcast at gmail dot com. Please do. Uh, send us your thoughts uh, on the current episodes you're watching on what we're talking about on whether or not we're making sense because we're not always no not on purpose so Boywick has been going through I guess the crazy amount of episodes that we just dumped online uh, like within a month <laughs> so well. he sent us this email about episode 84 which threw off my whole life because he wished me happy birthday and it's not my birthday it's not my birthday until next month, so that was confusing. Yeah. So he says, um, hey guys, okay, I'm probably really late in saying this, but congrats on your two-year anniversary, which was last August, and happy birthday, Foxy. What kind of fan am I to let that go by without giving you the proper shout-out? A terrible one. I'm glad you know. So hopefully this <laughs> makes up for it. And it's funny how Diego wants sympathy for his baller lifestyle. I guess it is hard out here for a pimp. But the reason why I'm just now catching up to this with this podcast is just laziness. Another reason why I'm a terrible fan? Probably. But in this episode, Foxy asks the question, what do you think is Krollo's plan after he gets his Nan restored? And I think after the whole thing with Kurpik is settled, I think it's back to regular business for the Phantom Troop, and that's being organized chaos. I'm not sure if I got it all wrong, but it seems like they've been fucking shit up just for the hell of it so far. I'm still catching up with the podcast, so if I have anything else interesting to say, I'll be sure to send an email you guys' way. Keep up the good work, boy work. So, yeah, I pretty much agree with his assessment of the Phantom Troop. Yeah, they kind of just, they find something interesting and then they fuck it up. And it does seem like they're directed to a certain extent by whatever sort of government they have in Meteor City. Yeah. Um, so with Jaro headed there, that may be interesting. There, um, I guess the hierarchy may change because he's yes. Welfin seems to believe that Jaro is going to show up there and he's going to make himself king and set up either a kingdom within Meteor City or um, expand outwards once he has the human slash monster resources to be able to right. do it. So. That's all interesting and possible, and we'll see if Togashi gets to it before he ends this manga. Yeah, because who knows what he's doing now. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of plot threads dangling, and I'm not entirely mm. convinced he's going to resolve all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, there's one thing... Well, I guess, never mind. No, he's not. I forget. Is... Boywek caught up? Like manga wise, or was he just has he just been watching the anime? I don't remember. I feel yeah. like he's just been watching, but I'm not sure. Okay, well then I'll just say I guess currently Gon's plotline thread is for the most part done. Yeah, like it's at least in a in a spot where maybe it could keep going, or that's it. 
And out of the way, it's fine. Yeah. And then there is, of course, the stuff with Kurapika. That's still happening now. Yeah, and it seems like he's not after the Phantom Troop right this moment. No. I can't tell if that meant, like, he's already dealt with them, or he's just, like, or he's like them. had his peace, or... Yeah. or if he's happy with killing two of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, not sure what's happening with that. Um, yeah, I didn't finish listening to the episode I wasn't on, so I have to hear about this baller lifestyle. Uh, that was. I don't know what he said in 84, but it's just been us giving him a hard time about why he hasn't been showing up in episodes. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And he's all like, I have a life. I'm dating people. I'm doing stuff. Okay. It's not my fault I can't show up. And they were like, but it is your fault. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have control. Yep. So, oh. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Please do send us emails at hshpodcast at gmail.com. Please do um, post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash hshpodcast, or send us tweets at twitter.com slash hshpodcast. We do have the nicknames for Diego. Unfortunately, he didn't show up, so I can't call him any Oh, I have them constantly flowing in my head. So hopefully next week we have a new episode, beginning of a new arc. We have a new manga chapter. Um, hopefully he will be here so we can throw those nicknames at him. Yeah, um, maybe we'll hear more about the baller lifestyle of Diego the Unfaithful. <laughs> so, if you again, if you want to leave um, us a voice message, which I think only one person has ever done, it's 954-324-7722. It's if you're in the U.S., 954-324-SSAA. And we will see you guys next week. That's right. <laughs>